Trigger warning. Some elements of this episode contain references to sexual violence and disturbing criminal activity that some listeners may find distressing. If you think you might be a bit upset by this, please skip this episode. Hello, and welcome to Hallmark of Greatness Last Orders podcast where we look back into the films our hallmark favorite actors and directors would rather forget they were ever involved with i'm joe and with me as always are my co-hosts she has recently resigned from shane van dyke's harem of women on account of having eight nipples like a cat it's barney stop it i did not think of anything from that film i wasn't Uh, expecting that as an introduction and he has recently been struck off from the medical board again after trying to perform a tonsillectomy with his nectar card. It's James. The trick is just jam it on there. <laughs> it sticks on of its own accord. It's the blood or something. <laughs> uh, if you would like to follow us on Twitter at Hallmark of Great, and we're also on Instagram and Facebook at Hallmark of Greatness, and if you think we've missed anything or you want to recommend a film, you can find us at hallmarkgreatness at gmail.com. How are we doing, everybody? I know Barney's not particularly well. Uh, I've just got a cough, so every time you make me laugh, I've just got a mute, so I can cough <laughs> happily <laughs> to oh, my wine glass. <laughs> it's going to sound like less of my jokes land than they normally do now. I'm excited to not be doing the nautical-themed film anymore. <laughs> I can't begin to tell you how excited I was to pick up this film and how immediately it shattered my dreams. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's... let's get this over with uh, <laughs> as we go into 1992's a return to Don the Dragon Wilson in Blood Fist 3 <laughs> Don the Dragon Wilson's Blood Fist 3 Forced to Fight <laughs> that's a colon Forced to Fight uh, James <laughs> it was your, a colon. your synopsis please Okay, this is the first synopsis, by the way, that I've ever done before watching the film, genuinely. I, I, um, I had to plan, a, plan ahead for this, so I did a lot of work beforehand. And yeah, this is what, this is what came out. And I, arguably, this is a better film. Bloodfist 3, Forced to Fight, 1992. Imprisoned for killing many, many people in the first two installments of the Bloodfist oeuvre, Jake Ray is enlisted by the US Secret Services and is forced to fight TM. However, as the Cold War has ended, Jake is unexpectedly uh, is expected to single-handedly fight the war on drugs instead, which are much easier to fight given that they can't kick back. However, malevolent Senator Barry Kwong, who is well into his drugs, has other plans. Enticing Jake into the ring to win the war on drugs for once and for all, he pits him up against the Super Goon, a man who has been subjected to every known drug in the world at once. That's right, Coke. Ketamine, cannabis, (laughs) coffee, heroin, LSD, amphetamines, tea, green tea, the other type of tea that's green, and paracetamol. Will Jake be able to best the super goon by just kicking at him furiously? Will Senator Kwong survive long when the super goon just dies from too many drugs? Will that meat shop appear again? A mixture of yes, no, and yes. Yes again. Uh, I mean, that is infinitely better. I love it. I wanted him to see him go through the ranks fighting people dressed as like a massive cannabis leaf. (laughs) (laughs) You could not be further from the the actual. That sounds excellent. That's amazing. One back in there. I set my expectations high. If I knew how to do it, we could edit a video together of that. (laughs) 
Uh, I mean, ah, the poster itself. <laughs> it doesn't there give you a lot to work to with. with the poster. No. <laughs> so, Dom the Dragon Wilson and his muscles are back to kick again. This time in chains. Yes, well. That's literally all I could get from it. This not. time, limited. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you look on the IMDb, it is part of the Blood Fist collection, which you can get on the DVD down the docks. How uh, many the, Blood Fists are there? I think there are eight starring Don the Dragon and then a rebooted one in the future. So it's what you consider canon? <laughs> uh, I don't know because it's not Don the Dragon in it and I don't even think he cameos in it. Based after this one, Barney, I don't want to do any more Blood Fists for a while. Uh, <laughs> this is not as fun a romp as the other two were. No, as Murder no, Island no. and Death in Hong Kong were. Uh, the actual synopsis, Jimmy Bolland, who's that? It's a man unjustly <laughs> accused of a brutal crime. Within the prison, he must fight for survival, freedom, and justice. Mm, do you want to hear okay. the trailer? I haven't listened to the trailer. I'm not sure so that I do. I may have to beep some of this out. <laughs> Don the Dragon Wilson. In Bloodfist, he avenged his brother. In Bloodfist 2, he won the Tournament of Champions. In Future Kick, he fought the battle of the 21st century. Now, in Blood what? Fist 3, Don the Dragon Wilson is Jimmy Bowler, an innocent man, forced to fight. I'm gonna send you up to cell block C. You're gonna wish you'd never been born. You're in the wrong part of town, boy. Ah! Well, Mr. Bowling, welcome to the laundry room. Everything in here is white, except for you, man. Our music is through. Trapped in a world of hate and anger, Don the Dragon Wilson is surrounded by the deadliest and most desperate criminals in America. You want to fight? Fight the damn system that got you here! Not each other! Well, I'll be out of here in 12 days. You did this. Cut off all the phone lines to the outside. You get control of this right now, or you'll be busted back to guard duty. Don the Dragon Wilson. Just literally all the Richard Roundtree in. Ready to go? You won't ever get out. I don't want to get out. Blood I don't want to get out. Everybody wants to get out. Forced to fight. Do you know, that could be an episode of Power Rangers, the amount of swoosh, swoosh, kick noises going on. I love it. It's pretty much the plot as well. Oh, um, I love it. I mean, yes, and and also, no, I'm just going to tell you, I hated this. Uh, for many, many reasons. <laughs> One... We have to watch. I think we might have to watch Future Kick though, because that looks like crying in space. No, when he's <laughs> it, according to him, that is canon. So, you know, I feel like maybe that would have explained a bit. You know, like why his name has changed to Jimmy. It's not a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he was I under mean, witness protection from the future. Who knows? Yeah, we don't know. We'll never know. We'll have to find, find and watch Future Kick at some point. Um, just do this. Um. We open, as we always do in Bloodfist films, with a, a bunch of actors and their professional karate ranks, including Sugarfoot, yeah. who I thought was that dinosaur from the land before time, but I may be wrong. 
To be fair to Sugarfoot, he's the only martial artist appearing in a Bloodfist film where this has made it onto his Wikipedia page. All of the rest of them just expunge it from the record entirely. Who is he? He owns this? it. I don't know. Oh, okay. It's just, there's, <laughs> lots, there's lots of goons. I know, I know, but like I thought it might be. Um... I think he might be one of the black gang, um, like one of the sort of ones that step up to leader after the leader. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is produced by Roger Corman again. I think in our first ever ever Hallmark episode, this is the one that we found that um, had something to do with yeah. uh, whatever it was a convenient groom. So in a way, this is like a nice <laughs> link to that. I don't know. Is it a link? I well, don't. We said, we said we were going to do Blood Face Three and then go back to what we should be doing, which is <laughs> Hallmark people. Well, I don't this know. Is... I, I feel sort of like engrossed in the the Bloodfist. I don't know franchise. I don't know really what to say. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not watching another four of these things. Five. No, they are all different each time. I think they'll just be set in different locations. So we've <laughs> already a Christmas one. We've, we've already yeah, we've already done Hong Kong and an island. We've done prison now. So yeah, we've got like uh, Upper Mountain. Uh, Halloween soft, time. Soft play. <laughs> Very hard to beat someone up in a soft play. There'll be one that's just like a French existentialist one where they're all smoking cigarettes. And stuff. Yeah. And is, is he just going to go through all the J names? So he's been Jake, he's been Jimmy. Is he going to be like Johanna? See, I thought that was a, a nice nod to Jimmy Bet. It's nice to have a protagonist called Jimmy. It's a good name to shout out and you can shout on it to Jim when you're being friendly and stuff. It's It's... It's powerful. We open up on Wingale State Penitentiary with the governor doing jokes to the to the assembled masses of news people because this is the most up-to-date prison in America. Because it's got cameras. Before that, do you know when you were saying about the people who were like on the credit scrolling through? Oh god. So it was Don the Dragon doing slow-mo kicking. Yeah. Do you know how long he was slow-mo kicking for? About three minutes, it felt like. It was, yeah, two and a half minutes he was slow-mo kicking for. Bloody hell. Hmm. That's only about 45 seconds of actual kicking, and they've just, like... Slow-mo it down, because I went on, and I was like, my God, he's still kicking! So I actually went on, it was like, yeah, two and a half minutes. I'm glad somebody... Glad somebody took the time to know that. (laughs) Yes. We um... do like our extended scenes on this podcast. (laughs) Yes, Uh, and then we go to the... Governor, or oh, yes, uh, Wingale State Penitentiary. No square foot is uh, doesn't have a camera on it, and yet we cut to a load of people hiding out in the prison behind a door, waiting for someone. It looks like, and then they push a guy, one of these people, over a pipe, pull his trousers down, and um, sexually assault him. It's a strong opening. I was like, okay, <laughs> this is not as fun as the other ones were. He's a but, young lad and all, isn't he? he? Yes. Like, five guys are holding him down. Uh, and then Don the Dragon appears. Sorry, it's not called Don the Dragon. It's Bill Bill. Uh, Jimmy, Johnny, Jimmy Boland. <laughs> I, th- I, thought, I thought he was called Boa for quite a long time. He's just but... Don the Dragon in mind, because I was confused. I couldn't remember his name from Blood Frisk 1 and 2, and I didn't know his name from this one. So he's just I just called Don. him Jake Ray throughout. That's, that's <laughs> the role. That he's playing. Uh, and, but and, I take your point about Boa. That would be quite a good nickname. It does seem like they've run out of nicknames at this point. If one of them's called Sugarfoot, 
Well, I, I took note of a few of the nicknames later on. Oh, um, I've got them all for it now, don't yeah, worry. Yeah. <laughs> Where they got oh, to that laundry God. room. And I was like, oh, man, this is there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, Dom the Dragon comes in and he does not like bum rape. Uh, <laughs> well. Oh and so he fights them all. They push the young lad away. But before they let him escape, they let him pull his trousers up before they stab him with a knife. So at least he dies with some dignity. They all surround Dom and attack him one at a time. Yeah, maximising their numerical advantage, I put. Yeah, although to be fair, the music that's playing during this fight is amazing. It's proper shredding guitar. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. On the Dragon beats them all up. One guy drops his knives and runs off, which I thought was good, after seeing two of his mates get their heads stoved in. And then the big guy who was doing the assault... Luther. Luther, we find out. uh, Turns to fight him. They have a bit of a fight. Don stabs him with another knife. Everyone's got knives. In- How is this the best prison? Because literally everyone <laughs> is carrying a shiv. I did write that further on. Everyone has a shiv. It's yeah. a little bit mysterious, this, because this scene is interspliced with the director talking to the media, saying how great the prison is while all of this is going on, undermining it, so on. But then I picked up on a comment, which immediately got me excited. So he said, machines replace men. One guard does the job of a dozen. And I thought... <gasps> Is Jimmy going to have to fight a whole droid army? I mean, and that never would happened. be... No, no, if he did have to fight a lot of robots, though, that would be good. Big robots. Again, see, if you were born in the wrong time, James, because yeah. your drug idea, I would have... Gre- if I had the money, I'd have greened <laughs> the fuck out of that. Jimmy fighting robots, Jimmy fighting vending machines that dispense drugs in the future. All great ideas. I mean, if Roger Corman is listening to this... You funded worse. Just give me a shot. Yes, yeah. Just we we can bash out a script in an afternoon. Just Calm give us all like, four. Just, yeah, just give us two bottles of tequila and like a Domino's pizza, and we'll get it done. Jimmy, um, sorry, Dom the Dragon kills him, hangs him over the same pipe that he assaulted that lad on, ironically leaving him in a bumble position as a corpse. If you're into that. Again, we told you this was not going to be a fun episode. And the people that are in the thingy, in this, in the the, the um, monitoring room, this young lady goes, but what about that? Because she's just noticed it. And the warden's answer is, just turn the telly off and go, nope, that didn't happen. <laughs> he then takes people, he shepherds people away to focus on the prison's, and I quote, colour scheme. It's yeah. grey. It's gone metal grey. Everything is. It's a fucking Apart from prison. from the dining room, which has some nice murals in there. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> to be fair, it does. Does that count as a colour scheme? Maybe. Yeah. I also all... thought that was weird because he's talking about how there aren't that many wardens. There are plenty of wardens. They just have very exceptional timing. I think French Fry says later on, you wardens don't come there until it's too late, which I thought was, uh, yeah, French Fry. If you don't know who that was, he was the one in the hat. Have you got a bag of wine? No, I've got a, <laughs> a, a crate of Guinness. Thank you. Oh, that's, oh, that's much better. Then. I was like, come on, where's the bag of wine? <laughs> Very <laughs> jealous then for a moment. Yeah. Uh, Luther is dead. And while they're in the morgue, for some reason, Don the Dragon's in the morgue with them while they're talking about Luther. And they refer to him as a piece of filth like Luther, which I thought, that's not very nice, is it? Like, he was in prison. We don't know what he'd done. Well, we know he was a sexual assaulter, but prison does he's, things he's to a man. He's not the creepiest one in that prison, though. No. Um, no. No. Yeah, so but- the director also says at this point that he doesn't want this sort of, like, prisoner-on-prisoner killing, murdering happening during an election year. 
Um, and uh, Which I was I like, it, it, later, it, I know, I thought, well, you know, what kind of governor gets elected? But it turns out later that he's running for states. He's running to be a senator, I think, isn't he? A senator. Uh, possibly. It wasn't very well explained a... anyway, but he's running for some kind of Nothing in this film. I've, this is the, the first film in a very long time I've written. What is happening so many times? Because so there's a I... whole middle section where it makes no sense. Yeah, and it starts with this, right? So he wants to stop this happening, this sort of thing happening, because it'll embarrass him politically. So he sends Jake to cell block C, where he will definitely get the shit kicked out of him. Where he will wish he's never been born. Which is not going to solve the problem. Like, surely yeah. just isolate. <laughs> it's the easiest well, he does do. get put into isolation, doesn't he? Eventually, he does. All oh, right. Uh, yeah, he says, I will send you to cell block C, uh, that you wish I'd never been born. And I'm like, how bad is cell block C? Because if he was in A, and that's where all the rapists were, then fucking hell, what's in C? Like, I, well, I, and we find out that it's mostly... Speechless. Uh, it's just like... Dementors? Is Skeletor yeah, in there? Azkaban. It's like um, the, the, the thing in the Lego movie where all the evil stuff is just... <laughs> so Sauron's in there, like Voldemort. Yeah, it's... um. No, it turns out it's just uh, a white supremacist gang, a black supremacist gang, a nonce, and like some random people that who are neither one thing or the other. Oh, also a big fat guy and an Italian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big fat guy. I could not understand the bloody word he said. <laughs> he was having fun though, wasn't he? Like he, was, he must have put money towards it. I love um, the Italian man as well. He was great. <laughs> I think he was called like Tony D'Amato. <laughs> <laughs> Tony D, uh, I do remember him. Yeah. He was the one that baked the ziti. Yeah. We cut to Blue, who is, uh, who is a, who is a uh, criminal in cell block C. Uh, the guards drag him out, put marigolds on, and do the worst search <laughs> of, a, of a cell I've ever seen. They just like to caress life. everything with and marigolds. And then just push it all on the floor like a, <laughs> like a cat. I also noticed <laughs> that there were two maps of Africa next to one another. One's with and one's without rings. They find some drugs eventually down the toilet. That made me proper laugh because they were in zippy bags down the toilet. How does he poo? I don't know because we've got those eco toilets, and if you put so much as two sheets of toilet roll down there, they block. So imagine five bags of drugs. No poo going down there. I don't like. mm, I didn't understand like. Did he not use this toilet and it was like basically storage? <laughs> like an end it table. Going, it was the oh. way he pulled it out, like a magic trick. You know when you pull them scarves out your sleeve? Maybe when an assistant, who knows? Were, um, were kettle a corn of, as well. <laughs> a load of iron powder at the end as well. Yeah. You got your magnet out with iron filing. Oh, yeah, I was just like, does he not poo in his toilet? Are we in there? Because does he just have to go to next doors and use theirs? That's weird, isn't it? I love but, how you went to poo and I was like, it's like a magic trick. I also like the idea of the cell next to him being next door. So. <laughs> on. Oh, can I borrow your tea and some sugar? Um, yeah, he has drugs in the toilet and it turns out that he was part of Luther's gang and he was basically like the drug mule, the drug fence for the prison so that Luther brought the drugs in somehow and then he distributed them. So he was like his next in command, I think. That's what's that's what's going on. Yeah, and also the implication there is that the warden is aware of this and is trying to sort of stir things up. So you know, this, this guy Jimmy did it. 
Um, so you go and get, you know, go and kill him. But, well, um, yes, the guard tells them that um, it was it was Don the Dragon, Jimmy, who killed him, and Blue calls him a racial name that I won't repeat. And at this point, I was like, oh, this is going to be one of those films, isn't it, where they batten stuff around like this a lot. Yeah. And it's 92, so, like, you know, it's not that long ago, but also, come on. Yeah, it made me feel this was a bit, this was like, I don't want to do any more of these. If this is what happens in these films from now on, then I don't want no more part of it. Thank you. Blood Fist is done. Yeah, Blood Fist is done. Unless they can clear themselves up, you can use racial epitaphs by all means, but not every other word as it gets at one point. Yeah. And also, like, they keep calling him a Chinaman and he's Japanese. Yeah. I, I think I, like, I don't. I've said before. I don't mind racism as long as it's accurate. I mind <laughs> racism actually. Yes, but, but I think that yeah. is part of the point, though, isn't it? Because he he says that he's um, half Japanese. I think half Japanese, on. half American. Yes. So it's yeah. I I felt like it was really relentless, but the yeah yeah. I don't know. I'm That's not the last we'll it. mention that it, anyway until we get like to the lot. laundry room. Um, anyway, Jimmy's going to bunk up with this old man who has books and such, like an intellectual. And then oh, I man. thought... Oh, Non-Union non- like Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They were well... full of pictures of Africa as well. <laughs> That'd be good. Uh, this is 1992. This is before the Shawshank Redemption. And there are some this weird... this is where parents. they got the idea from? <laughs> yeah. Even King's um, like, hmm, oh, really? Um, yeah. Uh, he refuses to move all his, bunk, his books off the, the top bunk because it's night time. So uh, Don just sleeps on the floor instead of just moving them like a grown-up would. <laughs> Don't want to cause no beef, does he? That's why. He's literally had a fight with a gang of rapists. Killed one of them. He could take an old man easy. Yeah, but right. old man might be a robot. We don't know. <laughs> we can. Yeah, we're making our own stories up here. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, uh, he breakfast goes... is served in the morning, by the way. It looks the biggest to me... bowl of eggs I've ever seen. That looked oh. like pasta bacon toast to me. I don't know about oh, that. no, it was scrambled eggs, Prem- but like... Oh, Premier like in eggs, horrible. then. Yeah, like breakfast buffet eggs that have been sitting there sweating under hot lamps for ages. <sighs> I didn't, didn't have the, the best picture for this. It was a bit grainy, and maybe that was for the best. Oh, so you yeah. missed out on TNT... No, uh, TNT, TNT Jackson. Jackson. No, I, d- I didn't. Oh, I've got a bit about that later on. <laughs> Real film? I looked it up. I was yes. like, I might have to watch that because <laughs> it looks insane. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and at this point, a disabled man walks in, getting a lot of grief for walking very stiffly. Um, he gets a lot of stuff off his tray stolen and like chucked around. Um and he sits next to Jake, uh, sorry, Jimmy, and Jimmy gives him some apple on toast. He gives him an apple on toast. Uh, I've got, oh no, it's a prison nerd, but then one of them refers to him as a pervert. So mm. I'm assuming he's in there for sex crimes as well. Yeah, uh, I call him nerd till I figure out he's a nonce. Yeah. People who, I think the, from the table who stole his apple, a man comes over and introduces himself as Wheelhead, yeah. who is a racist. Yeah. And he refers to. Jimmy, as a half-breed. But that's okay, because you killed Luther, who was black. Yeah. At this point, I'm going, this is not the film to be having this conversation in. Like, But then, 
Jimmy pins him down to the table using <laughs> only his finger. You pin him to the table with his finger and then puts his finger like, not up his nose, just like, just a Hitler touch on it. <laughs> <laughs> just like, bends his face back. Smell my finger. Oh, it's yeah. oh it, it smells like wet egg. Oh. <laughs> Meanwhile, there are some amazing guitar riffs going on again. And all the way through this, there is a combination of amazing guitar riffs and sexy saxophone music. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, they did like no, the saxophone as well, didn't no they? Dives twice. <laughs> yeah. Um, the prison nerd sits close to him and starts telling him stuff, and he's like, I want to be on my own. So the nerd sort of backs away a bit. And we cut to Jimmy in his cell. Yeah, with lots with, of slow motion. With like, with like a fashion back. parade of people going by him. Like. <laughs> and looking in, I'm like, what is the point of this? Why is everyone in slow motion? auction in The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I've just wrote, stop touching my stuff. So what happened there? Oh, right. So uh, Jake was, uh, sorry, Jimmy. I've put this all the way through because he is Jake Ray. But in this, for some reason, Jimmy something yeah, we'll, or other. We'll, we'll, we'll say he's, he's Jake Ray, books. but he's under... And what happens in Future Kick, he's now under witness protection <laughs> as Jimmy, Jimmy Boland. So either, right? either are fine, yeah. Oh, we like um, that, yeah. Jimmy's, Jimmy's been rifling through his books and reading them, um, and the old man says something about knowledge is power, and Jimmy says, <laughs> this is my power, and that shakes his fist. fist. <laughs> Uh, yeah. uh, next day, and he says, uh, next time, just ask to borrow a book. So I think the same night, he goes, can I borrow a book? He hands him a book by Malcolm X, and he says, I've already read this. This is where it says that all white people smell like wet dogs. They have a laugh. He gives him another book, and then the lights go out. I mean, there's other stuff in there. Yeah. Have you got anything that's not about Africa? <laughs> have you not got Harry Potter? <laughs> It's not been written yet. It's not been uh, written yet. <laughs> the next morning, he asks for work detail, and he gets put in the laundry room. Oh, here we go. Where Wheelhead and the rest of his crew are working. Barney, do you want to run the names through? <laughs> I didn't hear them all, because I had Ellis at the side of me going, what are you watching? <laughs> uh, Chicago. Correct. Yeah. Wee Willy? Weird I got, Willy. I got Weird, weird Willy. Weird Willy. Oh, yep. sorry. Stink Even Bob. Yep. Yep. Uh, Lead Lead bottom, yeah. Stink bomb is called stink bomb because he's know. stinky. He's not had a wash since he's come to prison. Oh. Ah, that's vile. And book. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. That's all of them. That's the crew. And that's the crew. I thought because the... they'd be named, then you know there'd be some character development. But no, no. Stink bomb appears later on. But other than <laughs> even that, stinkier no. than before. <laughs> Even draw wavy lines coming off him, and now it's a missed opportunity. We all had waste no time getting very racist about this. He says that laundry's in Jimmy's blood, anyhow. Yeah, Um, and then insinuates that he had a gay affair with Luther, and that's why he attacked him. And then Jake kicks a man through some sheets, and they give up. I think that he does lots of lots of spinny spinny kicks. I think that's lead bottom that he kicks through all the sheets and makes him a ghost for Halloween. That's nice. They do that a few times, though, with the sheets. It was very dramatic, but at the same time, it was like, oh, he's just fallen through some sheets. That's no more dangerous than falling over. It's less dangerous. Bit of a drag effect. I don't know, trying something. to get up, you might trip over the sheets or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> we cut to the uh, the dining room, as you call it, the mess hall. I think that's what they call it, isn't it? And we cut to um, the nerd who has... He's daydreaming of a little girl dancing in a dress. 
Yeah, so I thought this was his daughter. And he was like imagining her coming to visit. And then later on, I was like, oh, no, that's gross. Creepy. Mm -hmm. And went back and adjusted my notes. Yes. I put, oh, he's a nunce. (laughs) (laughs) Direct as always. Did anybody catch um, that guy's name? Who? The... the, Pervy Pete. The the Pervy Pete. Uh, He's he's listed as Diddler. Yes. On the... Yeah. So I don't think anybody ever called him that. Let's just call him. Nerd. Yeah, they, they do a couple. Of, they do a couple of yeah. times. They refer to him as Diddler. I think one of them says right, he's okay. the guy that killed Diddler. Yeah, but we'll just refer to him as as Pervy Pete or <laughs> whatever yeah. you want. Any, anything yeah. other than that, yeah. We'll just call him Nuns by Seven. Um, <laughs> he goes, "Come on, Nuns by Seven, let's go to the exercise yard and do some exercising." You can watch me. You can watch <laughs> me let, do sit ups. Yeah, it's all very weird. With your with your your um, your sailor's hat on for some reason. And then, as what happens in all these films, fight breaks out. As... He, just, he just loves fighting. He doesn't. He's just trying to work out. He's doing his, uh, his, his bench presses, which is not a very safe way to do it because he's not even locked them on at the ends. Because when he does get attacked, he tips it one way and all the weights fall off. So he's just got this iron bar to twat people in. <laughs> <laughs> but he's fighting a guy with a mullet, I thought. I don't know if he has a proper name. Uh, no, there. I think he's just called Prison Tough, I think. But he, he's wielding a knife. Of course, a shiv. They've all yeah. got a shiv. Um, for, for such a secure prison, security is terrible here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, he manages to get a stab in as well, uh, I think to the hip. Uh, he gets slashed across yeah, his back yeah. right? As he, then... as he fights these people down. But um, Non-Spy 7 has did, did sort of go... Jimmy, as they were coming in, so he got to do like a cool backflip kick thing to to start the fight. Uh, we also I got mean, a very. Yeah. Oh, a very I was just going to say that the assailant then literally falls on his blade. Yep. And he gets ketchup the in the corner of his mouth first. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently um, that is a true thing that if you don't know how to handle a knife fighting with it, you're more likely to injure yourself. Apparently, yeah, the more you know. Yeah. So don't carry knives. It's just the easiest thing to do, isn't it? This podcast doesn't condone carrying knives. No, we're anti-knife violence. No, no butter knives. No making, you know, little aircraft with those You can knives. have one of those fish knives that are impossible to do anything with, because I don't even know what they're for. They take the flesh off fish. <laughs> this sounds like a long All right, then, don't be happy. Sorry, it's because I've just been coughing. I was, I was, when I ate meat, I was, I guarded a whole fish in Spain, and it came with a fish knife, and they're really good. They just scrape the flesh off, so all you're left with is the bones. So you don't have to keep picking bones out of your mouth. Well, that sounds proper that's good, what, that. That's what they do. They're really good. I think I gave our mind to Darren. Because oh. obviously I don't eat meat now. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, <laughs> anyway. The only person allowed to use them. Um, <laughs> the wardens come in at this point and assume that he murdered the man. And then I thought that this is kind of like, this is like a murderer's explanation of what happened. Oh, we just fell on the knife, you know. Yeah. Um, she, but just, yeah. she just walked into the door. Yeah. yeah. Bang. Isolation for him. And it's uh, a, we do get a very tight close-up of his ass in grey sweatpants while they put a plaster on it, though. Yeah, a plaster. He says, nasty cut you've got there, son, and puts a bit of plaster and tape on it. And Your credit wrote, card. Should have used a visa. He'd <laughs> <laughs> be down the commissary buying smokes, wouldn't he? Huh? <laughs> but if it's a nasty cut, surely you'd need stitches or something, not just a bit of gauze. It's prison, mate. They don't care. They're hard. It's the saxophone infirmary. <laughs> 
I wonder how many cotton well, balls they've got. This is where the first sexy sax music kicks in while he's got his grey sweatpants on. And then I've got, what is happening here? Because there's some confusion as to what Luther was doing on my part here. No? Go on. Uh, no, because next, next notes I've got is when he's like naked in isolation. So <laughs> that's I don't where know what we happens in up. between that. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I've yeah, got this, what is happening. And then they say <laughs> asshole to elbow quite a lot in this film. Oh, I've noted that down as well. You've missed a little bit though. Yeah, um, I didn't so understand what this was about because I think this was Starks talking. Yeah, so the I, I thought he was in league with Luther. Not really, no. He's, he's he's not part of any gang at all. But he meets with the, the white gang leader, Wheelhead, um, who's helping him sign petitions or something. I think he's trying to sort of like legally get out of there and help other people get out. And uh, Wheelhead won't help him because I can't withstand an insult like that. It wouldn't be a proper figurehead thing to do, which I thought was... Such bizarre right. dialogue. Okay. <laughs> the figurehead thing. Um, and then the old man warns him about um, interfering with Jimmy. And then the bow tie warns the warden about Jimmy. And everyone's talking about Jimmy. And then um, the random Italian man comes up next to hey! some quirky African masks. So, yeah. Tony, De- Tony, Tony the Bandito, he's called. <laughs> yeah. Who is great. Hey, I make a good sauce at one point, he says. I was like, yeah, he hits all the hits all the things. Um Oh, this is where I've put I can't understand what the big guy is saying. And also I forgot how much the Blood Fist films like to jump around different scenes. Yes. It does make it very difficult to keep They're up. They're sitting there in the garden that I think like all the, the non-affiliated people are in charge of like the little garden area. Yeah. But they've got like a good racket of making pasta. They've got nice wine, better than Ernst and Julio, or Julio and whatever it is, he says. Julio and Gallo? Ernst and Gallo's? That, like, six-quid bottle of wine that you get in, like, Pizza Hut. Uh, anyway, yeah. yeah, but they're drinking it out of a bleach bottle as well, because... <laughs> That's flavour. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, they're drinking it out of tin, like them tin cups as well, which is going to make it taste like battery acid. But, um, yeah, and... This is where Tony is like, do you want Parmesan? Do you want Ricotta? It's great. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you, if you had hands made of garlic bread, it would have been better. He could have offered me anything. I'd have just been like, yeah, because I didn't know what he'd said. <laughs> oh, no. And then the other guy, uh, I can't remember what he was called. Was it Colin? The, the big guy. Yeah. He just spoke like Charlie's cat. Yeah. It was... Um, well, it turns out that they operate this little thing separate. They're, they they don't take part in any of the wars that are happening amongst the... Yeah, it, it seemed as well like it was all filmed in a garden centre, all of that bit. <laughs> I like the fact that it had those wicker roll-down blinds that we used to have in yeah. the bathroom. It? <laughs> it's just, yeah, like racks and racks of plant pots and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and then I've got, wait, who's trying to kill him now then? Because they all show up, don't they? Oh, this is where, sorry, this is where Blue and his gang show up. Yeah. Did, is this where they lock Tony No, G? no, no. This is oh, later on. Later, no. Right. There's a lot of scheming going on before anything happens. So the, the, the black gang turn up and they're scheming and one of them says, it'll all be ours, asshole to elbow, which I'm going to use more often now. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I say more often as though I'd ever used it at all. hundred <laughs> yeah, percent more often. This week. I'm using it twice. Um, how, how, the... how much? How much do you want this wall painted? From asshole to elbow. <laughs> That's not, not a unit of measurement, sir. Sorry. The old also, man starts. This is a Halfords. 
the old man starts to bond with Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy says that he was asked by his cousin to look out for uh, somebody or other. Um, I think it's the man that that got got, uh, raped uh, at the start. Yeah, but I thought I'm fairly sure he says I was told to look out for Luther. Yeah, this was the bit that confused me. As in, like, look out for him because he's going to. Oh, okay, that that might make sense. I'm not sure, but then he says that he's been put in jail because he was racially profiled after a man died in a restaurant or something or a bar in a bar fight a real he, he war had, yeah he had he the said. wrong color skin or something yes yeah again this thing's like sort of touches on the topics of racism yeah, yeah. in a very heavy-handed and clumsy way yep. yeah and also throws the n-word around a whole bunch a lot yeah but don the dragon is now in the bunk bed so the books have been removed and he can sleep on the top oh bunk. the next morning he'd moved them Oh, there's okay. just a bit where he just stares at the punk bed and then it cuts to the <laughs> then it cuts to the wet eggs. <laughs> um I was I thought the very next scene was very jarring because there's a bloke who appears to be tugging off over a beauty competition on TV. That's oh, the big yeah, guy. The game show thing, yeah, yeah, big bloke. Yeah. Yes. But he's not. He's just I thought but we, it do looked see, like we, do, we do see someone wanking later on. Um but yes. Uh, yeah, but he's not. He's watch. It's not even a beauty competition. It's uh, like it's a game show. It's two women holding up envelopes with dollar signs on them. So oh, it's right, like okay. the Price Is Right or Deal or No Deal or something like that. He comes out, and then all these men come in. This is where they lock them in the um, yes, in the little yeah. shed they've got there. That's got like his pasta machine in there, and <laughs> um, <laughs> like uh, yeah, a big stromboli. Uh, they have a fight, Jimmy. But- um, Pervy Pete is trying to warn Jake, Jimmy, about this, and he goes runs... to find the hat man. He, yeah, he he sort of like staggers off because he's he, yeah he's got like a disability or something. And there's this stupid music that plays over the top of it. And I wish <laughs> that I got you to record some of it. I, I know what you meant, but I've just not had time. Maybe if I get time for it in this, yeah, I'll, just put I'll, it on that in <laughs> over the top. I just put um... what the fuck is that music? It was really annoying. Yes. Um, and then the, the, the black gang um, are, are there uh, trying to knife him amongst the send, it, send, send him in one at a time, despite the fact there's like yep. 30 of them. But it's all right, because Jimmy's got a hoe, so. <laughs> Jimmy's got a hoe, and at one point, does he not bash someone with a rake as well? Yeah. Um, there's, no, there's no hot babe, but there is a rusty old hoe. Yeah. Uh, there's also a really good bit where one of the, uh, the black gang does like a, a jumping cartwheel over the over the table and then just gets kicked in the head when <laughs> he does it in slow motion he lands and goes yeah there's a karate stand he just gets booted to the ground and then starks appears the old man appears he does he he uses the irish technique of unlocking a door oh, which mate, is I've got irish key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and he gets a baseball bat from somewhere uh, french yeah. fry is carrying a baseball bat one of the That's many weapons. gardening equipment is it no he's that? one of the guys that came to beat up and kill jimmy yeah uh, well, I suppose everyone's got a shiv, so why can't there be a baseball bat? In right, because then he yeah, goes, yeah. no, because he, he takes the baseball bat off him, and then Wheelhead is like, Plonks no, wheelhead no. On Ed, yeah. So he bashes Wheelhead's head in, and then he's like, do you want to have a fight with, with, with Jimmy? Sporty? French fry? Stuart? <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin? Now, and then he, uh, he gets Jimmy to explain why he killed Luther. Because he had sexually assaulted his friend and was a, a bad man. He didn't mean to kill him, 
But as we saw earlier, people fall on their knives all the time in prison. Didn't, doesn't he say something about how the guy at the start had killed a child? Or did I imagine that? I mean... I thought, wow, there's a lot of this going on, isn't there? <laughs> a lot of backpedaling, yeah. Because um, oh, I've just wrote, Stark doesn't understand how much Jimmy likes to kick. <laughs> In fact, that's what you could say about every goon in Bloodfist. <laughs> those are some tight jeans. <laughs> so I've lost interest in the storyline at this point. I've got, yeah, what is happening here? But then um, Blue has lost control of his gang as he walks down the same bit of corridor where they all live, apparently. Uh, two, Does he do he it calls... in slow-mo, though? No, no, no. Two guys are like, he's like, come with me. We're having a meeting outside. And they're like, Ah, fuck you, mate. Why would we want to work for you when you worked for, an, you know, like a known, uh, you know, we might be bad men, but we're not rapists and stuff. And he's like, what did you say? And the other guy goes, yeah, fuck off, pal. Like, we want nothing to do with you. And then he glares at him and then just stomps off. So he's lost control of his gang. And then he meets with Wheelhead and they agree to put their racial differences aside to get rid of Jim. Which is beautiful. <laughs> It's Ebony and I. It's what Paul McCartney and uh, singing about. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, they agreed to share the power, baby. Yes, what he says. Yes. Um, who wants to talk about TNT Jackson then? Because I <laughs> believe that that is this next. Uh, scene. Well, I, I believe there is another bit where um, oh. Jimmy just before that, where Jimmy gets um, like he's going to get set upon, and all the other people come to help him. They like form a, a line between him and them sort of thing i've just put they oh no they come to refix all the stuff that cartwheel jones did oh that's nice they, they come to re, they come to rebuild the garden center don't they yeah that's it yeah which Sorry. they contractually had to because they yeah. well, it's prison, probably not it so. doesn't exist anymore this garden center was just wrecked in 92 yeah mine is just it's movie night yeah it's sexy movie night uh, the movie is tnt jackson which <laughs> i don't thing. think which I'm totally going to watch it because that one scene is amazing. <laughs> She's just kicking people with a no bra, just in pants, just leaping around like <laughs> Superman. It's amazing. Well, at first she does have a robot and then she just goes, ah, oh, it's impeding my action and takes it off. No, <laughs> no, there, there was a man, wasn't there, who snipped her blouse open. This is a better film than Bloodsport 3. <laughs> oh, um, immediately. It, it's just bananas. It's just this woman. But I was also in prison, you would not show this film. No. <laughs> got everybody far too excited. Um, well, did anybody notice anything about the actors in that film? They were uh, naked. Uh, well, that is the immediate thing to notice. Not all um, of them. <laughs> uh, I believe, and I looked this I looked this up subsequently. I've not watched the film, so I, I can't. It is a Roger who, Corman film. It is a Roger Corman film from 1974 called TNT Jackson and the man who snips open her blouse I thought looked like Kwong and then it turns out that that actor is in it I think it yeah. is him Joe Maria was oh, I can't remember his surname oh my god we should yeah. just rename who this is Kwong the villain. and his many adventures <laughs> the villain in Bloodfist 1 and 2 is two completely separate people so he appears in this one as well which I thought was really nice Wow. what's Kwong up to now <laughs> <laughs> Putting cigars out on ladies' bosoms. <laughs> Non-spoy seven gets dragged off and very, very painfully stabbed to mm. death over a number of minutes. The reel of the film ends and then everyone just starts yelling. No one cares that the projectionist has disappeared. 
Oh, that's why they get angry. Oh, they um, do. Jimmy, okay, Jimmy goes yeah. to he goes finds the body, and that makes him so angry. He does lots of angry press ups. <laughs> <laughs> then we pass down. We get a series of montages of people in prison. Two people giving each other a massage. A man wanking in his bed. A man speaking and then kissing a cockroach. It looked like. Oh yeah. And two, and two guys sharing a joint. Nothing comes of this. Oh, <laughs> it's just like. It's just Thursday. <laughs> the man, the man kissing a bug weirded me out. I didn't know what that was about. But um... he also said he kisses, he cradles it, kisses it, and says hello to it. Does he say hello? I mean, I was just going, what? At this point, yeah. <laughs> it's not the weirdest thing that happens, to be fair. No. In any other very, film, yes. Very long yeah. shot of a man wanking in bed. <laughs> but the next, uh, they're, they're, they're saving up to uh, save it up. They're saving their big murder of uh, Jimmy. For President's Day, which mm. is the next day, we'll say. And as the old man says, my Independence Day, because it's like his last day before retirement and shit. Uh, he's he's getting out soon, which should be immediate red flags to anyone who's ever seen a film before. Uh, mm-hmm. He's going to get, you know, done in. Uh, um, oh, and he also talks to Blue as well, who uh, tells him that killing Jimmy is going to be an honour thing that he needs to do. And then he says, man, I'm tired of your sorry-ass Mahatma Gandhi peaceful resistance bullshit, which I really liked. Yep. Uh, I think Blue has also asked... Uh, no, sorry, Starks has asked Jimmy to uh, become the counsellor when he goes. And Jimmy just went, nah, I enjoy kicking too much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then just, like, kicks his way through a wall and leaves... <laughs> He's just good at booting people. It's all he knows. Uh, he could be a counsellor to people through the medium of booting him. Yeah, therapy, they could call it. Yeah. So it's President's Day. They're all in the uh, the mess hall, the dining room. Uh, the big man. And He's very happy. Because there is, and I quote, half a chicken corn on the motherfucking car. <laughs> <laughs> all yeah. served with proper silverware, which I thought was a Red, bad white, word. and blue <laughs> silverware, he says. Which sounds dangerous. Yeah, I didn't think you were allowed to have proper because well, this is where they get all the knives from. Everyone's just sticking them <laughs> from, the, from the canteen. No plastic knives in prison. They're all finest silver. Oh, I've also made a note on this part is that there's weird fatal deviation funfair music playing in the background all the way really? through this scene. Yes, there is um, because it's a holiday, so they're playing like da 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 da. It's horrible jarring yeah. music. But I think they recorded it through the actual like sort of prison speakers, so it's distorted and kind of otherworldly and horrible. Everybody's having a good time. The old man's talking about what he's going to do when he retires, and he says that he's going to go and enjoy the beach. And he's going to go to the beach at that. night time because there's nobody there, and he's just going to listen. It's very, very Shawshank territory, that. Yeah. Tony is like, I'm going to screw abroad when I get out to here. <laughs> of course he is. We don't know what Tony's in for, but I imagine meatball theft. <laughs> You've been meatballed. Um, an announcer at this point takes a bribe and announces over the tannoy thing, um, intramural sports. And that's yeah. a ruse to get get Jimmy to go and sign up for sports. No, nothing comes of the no. intramural sports thing. Is he it takes not his the, bandages? He takes the no, because he already had the bandages off the day previous. No, he but takes, they bing bong him to say, "Come and get your bandages off." He takes the no, no, no. no. Yeah. He takes I, the, I misunderstood this completely. I, I was trying foolishly to weave intramural sports into this summer. No, no. They say, uh, Starks, please come to the thing. We need to talk to you about your plants or something. And Jimmy goes, it's all right. I'll go and do it. And then he goes, bing bong. 
Jimmy, come and get your bandages taken off. Ah, right, okay. And Starks goes, I'll go and tell him that he's doing some plants for me. And I was like, this is the worst laid plan we've ever had. No, it's because he said he had his bandages off yesterday, so Stark knows. No, Stark's already gone at this point. Jimmy comes back, where's Starks? He's going to tell him that you're getting your bandages taken off. And he's like, I had them taken off yesterday. Then he sprints off after him. Everyone in this prison is just like a wander around willy-nilly as well. How big is that staircase? The stack is going up. I'm like, how big is this prison? How many cell blocks are there? 26? Uh, yes. So they're going to... Um, well, it goes... Well, how many letters are in the alphabet? 26. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Punctuation at the end. Cell block question mark. Um, they're going to ambush stacks. Um, but Jimmy is going to go and fuck them up now. <laughs> Jimmy grabs a rake while he's in the garden centre again. Uh, and attacks the door. Attacks uh, the door with a rake. Yeah. Everyone's just allowed to wander about in this prison and then Starks gets like a sheet thrown over his head <laughs> and stabbed, made into a real ghost. A real yeah. ghost that falls downstairs. I just want to point something out that I noticed at this point, but had sort of been an underlying theme throughout all of this film so far, is that there are a lot of signs around that say prisoners aren't allowed beyond this point. Yep. To the point where I thought, is this how a prisoner's run? Do they not need big walls and stuff? Or I mean, like those big gates and stuff? Like, literally, just don't go beyond that, that point. Well, all right, then. At the end bit here, we'll get to it, but there was literally a bit where when Stark is released, there is a big sign behind him as he's leaving the prison that says no prisoners beyond this point. And yeah. Jimmy's there waving at him beyond <laughs> the sign. So, yeah, I think uh, as a future prison, it fails on every count. Uh, Starks gets stabbed. Jimmy comes downstairs and sees Starks bleeding out. A load of people show up, uh, and then the guards show up. Uh, Start blaming uh, Jimmy, as you'd expect. Uh, and then anarchy breaks out. Riot time! Or is it a pillow fight? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a, a riot largely against the bedding, wasn't it? It was like, it was. It got very <laughs> sexy at one point. All those feathers and... Yeah. And they were just twatting it against the... Um... The bars, they weren't yeah, actually Normally they set fire to stuff in riots, but now in here they're just like, soft furnishings! <laughs> <laughs> well, Jimmy gets the fire in a bit. Well, yes. So uh, he tells that the the, 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 um, the main guy, the, the, the old man officer, Warden, is like, don't tell the press, cut the phone lines off. We've got to keep this contained, otherwise I'll never be governor or senator or whatever bullshit it was he was Which trying to confused do. confused me because the media are already in the prison. But he yeah. tried to hold them in the canteen didn't he? But oh, then all okay. the prison prisoners surged past and they sort of with, with their pillows. surged <laughs> past the one guy that was there. They're such hardened men. They were very polite. They like sort of moved him to one side. And was, Good day guard. Yeah. They, they, they'd have just ran through him. But yeah. So it, oh, they're, they're throwing shit about. It's, it's the worst riot I've ever seen to be Jimmy honest. Jimmy takes this opportunity to grab I thought it looked like some matches and some paint. Um, he goes up to uh, Tony's sh- meatball shed and he gets like, he's got a little cooker in there. So I think he gets like the cooking oil, oh, the wine, okay. I think that they were brewing, and like the, the petroleum or like the paraffin that was powering the thing, mixes it all together, grabs a handful of matches. Well, that were just why loose, are they there? They were just loose on the side. Um, <laughs> Comes back to, oh, and then wraps a lot of bog roll around a plank of wood as well for bonking people on the head with, but safely. <laughs> um, comes back down, he meets Blue and Wheelhead who are in a cell together. They have a fight. He like incapacitates Wheelhead, and then him and uh, Blue have a good karate fight. Well, he tips, I mean, he's, yeah, he, he's like 
tipping paraffin or whatever he into tips his this face, concoction. Into his eyes. He throws it all about the place, yeah. And then he's like, ah, mess with the warriors. And he goes, uh, what was it? Is uh, it? Jimmy screams, no, it's for Stark at one point. <laughs> I don't know. It made me laugh because it made no sense. Oh, I think uh, uh, Blue said, I'm going to kill you in the name of Luther. And ah, right, and he goes, no, he said, no, I'm doing this. Right, okay. Stark, yeah. Yeah, nobody cares. Nope. Uh, he sets fire. I thought this he, was incredibly dark. He was just going to set fire to him. He's just going to immolate everyone. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh... right, he's going to have to change his name again at this rate. <laughs> the crispy, Dom the Crispy Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> crispy Wonton Dragon. Oh, Depart from a... his ways. He used to be good at was... kicking and kicking alone. Kicking yeah, accessories. He lights, he, he takes a match out and lights it with one finger, which I thought was incredibly cool, but I'm easily impressed. Lights his bog roll plank on fire and starts waving it around the place. And then the guards show up who've all got shotguns and they're like, drop it, Jimmy. Uh, and he goes, no, I won't. And then um, the two Blue, idiots confess to killing the Blue, old man. They, they, they both admit, basically, to killing Nonspoy 7 and Starks. Although it is under duress, so... I mean... And then he, uh, he goes, he says, take him away. And then uh, Jimmy goes, now you do your job. And just walks off. And I'm like, mm, <laughs> no. Can I that's, go? <laughs> that's not how prison works, but okay. It is. But it turns prison. out that Starks is alive. He's only a bit stabbed up. He's got a limp now. Stabbed in the leg then. And he's free to go. We follow him leaving very slowly. He comes out of the building. There is a big sign that says prisoners are not allowed beyond this point. And yet Jimmy is on beyond that near the gate waiting for him. There is a guard oh. in the distance watching. I just want to point out as well that the media have now gotten wind of all of this and have filmed everything. And yeah, the so his life is in ruins. His, and, his, yeah. his, his senator run or whatever his thingy. Uh, he says, the guard says to Starks, are you going to cause any more trouble for us? And he says, maybe. <laughs> and walks off and then the film ends. And I was like, that was horrible. They did not care for it. Yeah, that was a shit film. <laughs> that is it, yeah. And the other it, two thingies that were fun, like they were fun karate romps. Where was my droid war? There well, wasn't even a gong. No gong. I can put one in if you want. <laughs> Thank you, yes. Yeah. In terms of Fabios, I gave this four bronze Fabios. Oh, yeah, I think really? that's... No, I, the karate yeah. in it was good. <clears throat> I was going to go with five bronze Fabios. I said, is there a, a score less than... Half a seagull anus. What uh, an anus? I really just, didn't like just it. Just the hole. <laughs> no, I didn't uh, care for it, but it's it's not as bad. Like the, the karate in it was fine, and I think I'd rather watch the animated Titanic again than this. That's a foolish brag, uh, but it is the worst mm. of the. Um, oh, by far the worst we've done. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right, is that it? <laughs> Unless you've got anything else to add. <laughs> I've got my facts. Yeah, I'm doing that now. I was putting my notes down. All right, okay. Just walk off. <laughs> so, that was Bloodfest 3, Forced to Fight. 1992. 1992 also gave us Aladdin. <laughs> Slightly yeah. different. Home Alone 2, Basic Instinct, Lethal Weapon 3, Batman Returns. Yeah, some good films. Oh, Wayne's World as well. 1992. Mm. There you go. Um... No budget figures for this one. I suspect it 
so it, it did open in 18 theaters in 1992 and made $35,000, which is not a lot, but it's all about the um, VHS market at this point in time. Probably did very well. Roger Corman knows what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. And also does sort of um, proceed Shawshank Redemption. So we can claim that he did. <laughs> Did the prison I don't film think you can compare cool. Shawshank Redemption to Bloodfish. I just three. did. I think if you wrote your thesis on that, you would be kicked out. <laughs> Apparently, I'd this like is uh, it's Don the Dragon Wilson's favorite film. No. Apparently, I read this in a review. It's his favorite film. Don't know why. Might all have all been, time, or just starring him. Might have been that it was the easiest one to film because it's in a series of small spaces <laughs> and not on the edge of a volcano like Bloodfish One was. Bloodfish One was, yeah. Uh, anyway, I've, I've gone off what it made to the theatres anyway, so based on that profit, $35,000 is now, um, if you convert it into dollars and into then pounds today, is fifty about 50 grand. Um, so I've thought a little bit about what you could get for your 50 Out grand. Out of the garden centre. <laughs> it's um, not even enough to bang someone up for a year. Um Apparently, HMP Franklin in the UK costs sixty-three grand per person per year um, to, to yeah, incarcerate somebody for a full year. So, with that money, you couldn't even do that. So, yeah. But how many rakes could you buy? <laughs> I tried to look for instead of like how many rakes. I tried to look for fancy gardening equipment. Highest quality rakes you could. Buy. <laughs> I couldn't Made find any. <laughs> at some point people just go oh well it's not about the money you spend on the garden equipment and i'm like yes in this case it is that's exactly what i wanted so you could get 55 bags of saffron crocuses for um that's uh about 1103 bags uh, pounds per bag uh, which would be not even nearly enough to get you any saffron out of that because you need about 80,000 but I did point out um, in the, the course of this study that the most expensive plant is the Sri Lankan catapal which flowers only once a year at night and it is apparently priceless you cannot buy this plant and I thought well if you put a bid in then it would have a price so <laughs> yeah uh, you could also oh, get... I mean, yeah but by that logic two quid <laughs> bargain on <laughs> Fuck off. I've got so much bargain on. You could get three secondhand prisoner vans for that. I thought you'd enjoy that. Oh, that's uh, good, yeah. For about 13 grand each secondhand. You get one each, they'll have a rest. <laughs> I mean, somebody's converted them into like well, a caravan. And I'm you can't drive, grim- Joe, so... Grim- yeah, but if we're on private land, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's an easy way to escort his prison if you do foul the law, so... Um, and then, my own transport, me lot. <laughs> for £54, you could... Uh, so £54 each, you could get 929 tickets for the prison break experience at Shrewsbury. And I thought that would actually be pretty good if you got 929 people, Twitter followers, if you will. Uh, anyone listening in out there? <laughs> we could just do that. We'd do that prison. Everybody trying to escape at once. I don't like, think it's good like... Game. I think it's like a series of escape rooms, isn't it? And I was also, I'm not going 998 it's, times. It's a 2.5 fully immersive event, real prison officers, real cells in real prison, prison oh, issued jumpsuits and ID cards, an adrenaline-filled race to prove your innocence and escape. Mm. And I like this bit at the end, a self-guided tour of Shrewsbury Prison. Nice. Mm. Does it say, Remember- like, asterisks make a bump? <laughs> 
It does not. It does I was going to say, do you remember that I'm escape room we did with Dad? And they just let us out because one of the things was faulty and we just couldn't work Oh, it. at the end. Yeah, I've got this pin's bed. And went, yeah, you've done it. Come out. I was like, I <laughs> And also, Dad pulled the wings off a plane that weren't meant to come off. Wings <laughs> <laughs> come off. They, well, they do now. <laughs> Uh, this was directed we by. Do that again. This is directed by Ole Sassone, um, who directed the Xena TV series. He sounds like um, a shampoo. Look at that. <laughs> uh, he also like, directed something called The Fantastic Four in 1994, which looks like a Power Rangers spin-off. Yes. That includes, no! and I've watched the trailer for this. It includes stolen diamonds, lasers, and extendable arms again yeah. and again. Yeah. Is it not when? Uh, some company bought the rights to the Fantastic Four and they had to make a film or lose them until they just knocked out this bizarre thing and it is uh, Mr. Fantastic thing but like the thing has just got a lot of cotton wool glued to his head yeah. and st- yes it's, it's that oh, I it's, really want to watch it I want to watch great. it next I want to watch is, it now uh, <laughs> no we're doing um, whatever it is next with yeah, with special guests yeah yeah, I know, I know but the next opportunity I want to watch the Fantastic Four because uh, it pleased a certain and then the Lady Ninja me. film, please. We can uh, watch that. In our, that'll be After Dark, After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> the writers were Charlie Matera and Alison Burnett. Um, as far as I can tell, they're sort of um, like industry jobbers. Um, I, I didn't look into that too much because I didn't want to give them too much credit no. for, for that dialogue. Um, Samuel Stark, the old man. Does anybody know who played him? Richard Roundtree. Yes. Who is? Sure. I don't know. Shaft, yes. No, uh, it's not. It's Shaft. Um, later on in the franchise, Uncle Shaft, because <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, he's also in Seven and uh, 1989's Night Visitor slash Never Cry Devil slash The Night Visitor, where a compulsive liar teenager Billy Colton witnesses the murder of his sexy and prostitute neighbour Lisa Grace by his history teacher and Satanist Willard. There's a lot of slashes in that, isn't yeah. there? Like, sexy and prostitute. It's like, why is that matter? Prostitute is enough. Is it, if she was ugly, yeah. it was justified. That, I mean, that's that's an adjective. And also now, like the sexy fact they went, with, the... they went with night visitor and then they put, let's make it the definite article, the night visitor. I have a theory, though, that a film that has got more than one name, the more names it has, the shitter it is. That has oh, three. Yes, yes. So, well, this 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 was originally, uh, as I pointed out before we started recording, this was known originally even in the trailer. It was uh, called Force to Fight. Yeah, and it was only the success of Bloodfist One and Two that um, enabled them to tag that on, which is why he doesn't play the same character in it. He plays. I mean, that both. would be an easy change, wouldn't it? They'd already filmed it, mate. Yeah. Well. Okay. <laughs> Blue was played by Gregory McKinney, uh, who appeared in quite a lot of things, actually. He was in Mortal Kombat, Beverly Hills Cop 3, the best one, and uh, a razor, the Arnold Schwarzenegger film. That's one cat. It's got got Mortal Kombat in it. Oh, no, 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 Beverly Hills Cop 3. No, 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 there's only one Mortal Kombat. Well, there's Annihilation. That's terrible. He was in... Oh, I'm going to have to... I've got window down there. Was he Jack? Ah, oh, I thought Jack. that, but I thought he does. He was, does have a very familiar look about it. It was such that, a grainy, low-quality copy that we were watching yeah. that it's uh, right. Uh, he, um, yeah, so he appeared in quite a lot of things. Sadly, he died in '98 of natural causes. He was aged just 41. 
Um, but yeah, he was in quite a lot of... I don't think 41 counts for natural causes. But he didn't he die of have... being 41. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Some of. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he, he died of an aneurysm. Sudden death syndrome. Yeah. Uh, and wheelhead... Yeah, I uh, I looked up. I only looked up um, that Wheelhead is the last person. Rick Dean. He had bit parts before this in Baywatch and Murder She Wrote, and he's usually in things as like Stolid Thug. Number yeah, three or yeah. He's got he was a... also in Carnosaur Two and Three. <gasps> so if we carry on that franchise, there's a good chance that we'll meet him again. As he was also in uh, Blood for Seven, so he stayed with the franchise. He comes back as, long one. as Robo Wheelhead. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he is also in a film that I'll finish with. Oh, sorry. He was Dave in Rage and Angels as well, just before we carry on. Who He's been Dave? in everything. <laughs> Dave, 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 Dave. No. Raging Angels. But we yeah, don't no, know Dave do it. The guy on the phone wasn't Dave. <laughs> He was calling Dave. I didn't think you ever actually met Dave, no, but he's in it. Dave. So he was the agent that... Oh, man. I, to, I don't want all three watch Raging Angels. Just the real that, Wow. Um, and he also appears... So he's got a lot of things under his belt here. Um, he's he's also in something called Raiders of the Sun, which caught my imagination immediately. And the synopsis to that is... In a post-apocalyptic future, a commando named Brody must defend the only village that still has gunpowder from a ruthless gang of raiders led by Clay, a traitor who plans to use the deadly powder to conquer the Democratic Alpha League. And I thought, yes. That sounds like all the 80s things thrown into a big pocket there, doesn't it? Uh, but they're all like that. Everything that he's appeared in, he's like reckless goon and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, he's always going to be on a motorbike covered in like a chest piece made of pots and pans. I think yeah. one of his films is called something like Nam Angels, where it's Hell's Angels in Vietnam wreaking revenge on the Viet Cong. Because I want to watch all these. <laughs> There's so many. Um, and real bad time. On that basis, thus is Shivd James Fax. Reviews. Just like your <laughs> Sorry, I'm just making the font larger because I'm a little bit intoxicated. Fine. Uh, Chuck Dowling, two and a half stars. Forget the Blood Fist three part of the title. This is just a movie called Forced to Fight that Roger Corman and co. decided would benefit from being included in the Blood Fist series. This will be the case for the rest of the franchise. So, yeah, it's not looking Aww. good for the rest of them, is it? Don the Dragon Seven. Wilson. What? But seven wheelheads back <laughs> as a robot. He's not with a wheel for a head and heads for legs. Why you got that name? Hilarious. <laughs> he goes round upside down, like on his wheel head, but his heads are his legs, and like he talks like a man unicycle. Anyway. Don the Dragon Wilson is in prison for con air reasons. Upon revenging the rape and murder of one of his prison friends and embarrassing the warden on national media tour, the prison's day, he's transferred to the worst cell block as punishment. There he draws the ire of both the black prisoners and the white supremacists, but makes a friend in his new cellmate, Stark, Richard Roundtree. I suppose this was made to sit next to Lockup and an innocent man at your local video store. Prison sadness takes the place of fighting for the most part, but there are a few decent sequences of fisticuffs here and there. 
I love the use of the word fisticuffs. Fisticuffs, yeah. The whole thing really benefits from Roundtree's presence and performance because without him, you're just left with a lot of huge plot elements that end up going nowhere. The entire finale in particular is a huge letdown. It is. Yeah. Could have been Chuck so Dowling cool. being the, the last step in any IKEA furniture. <laughs> hey. Okay, next one is by Skull Ninja. Eight out of ten. Excellent prison movie. Blood Fist 3 is an incredible movie on many levels. It is an excellent prison movie, a legitimate hand-to-hand combat movie, and even a good message movie. It's far better than Stallone's lockup. The fight scenes are much closer to being real than most of Don the Dragon Wilson's movies. Most people wind up hurt severely and unconscious after just one or two blows, just like real life. I'd give this one a solid eight. Eight no. out of yeah, eight, eight, out of six. <laughs> eight out of fifty-nine. Um, <laughs> no, I said the Richard Roundtree bit in it. He's he's good in it, but he's also he's pedaling against falling off a waterfall. He's yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just they're all they're all pretty much the same. I just love how everybody writes Don the Dragon Wilson. That's his full name. Even his mum. No. <laughs> <laughs> in in a phone, he's got Don the Dragon Wilson. Yeah, him up. My son. <laughs> He's like, hello, mum. Hello, Don the Dragon Wilson. <laughs> Are you coming home for tea? No, I'm kicking people in a field. <laughs> All right, well, be home before the streetlights come on. Uh, four out of ten by Black Tie Fight. This is just hilarious, hilariously bad. Richard Roundtree is the only actor who can even remotely act in this film. Everyone's loving Richard Roundtree. Mm. The film begins with a guy raping another guy and a kung fu action scene where the protagonist avenges the rape. This is in no way dramatic, but everything looks is so ridiculous. I was in tears laughing. That's okay. what earned this film a four, tears. where it otherwise would have received a one or two. So because it made him laugh, he bumped it up in, the, in his scoring. The action sequences are few and subpar, and the film really seems to think it has a captivating story worth telling. If you like ridiculously dumb lines by guys who shouldn't be acting, race war ridiculousness, and tons no. of silly hairstyles, this one's for you. If you're interested in a story that's actually worth watching, avoid this one. Also, one of the main characters is a sympathetic child molester. Also, I could have sworn one of the characters with no lines who gets killed appears later again in the scene. Oh, does he? <laughs> Apparently so. Well, I'm assuming that was with the guy that gets shifted outside of the prison yard. Prisoner Possibly. Jesus. It was really hard to find reviews because there's again, not a lot out there for Blood no, Fist 3. No, no, I know. Again, at this point, we're, we're, we're scraping the, 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 the barrel. The, the bloody fist. barrel. And in conclusion, that was Blood Fist 3 Forced to Fight. We have no podcast of greatness this week because no one sent us any uh, promos to do. Oh. Yeah, so if you've got one, send it us. We will play it. Bulks out the time and all that. <laughs> It's not a Hallmark movie. We don't need to drag it out. Oh, we could do it. We could play it in slow motion if you think that would help you. <laughs> uh, your favourite lines from the film? It's going to be all ours. Asshole to elbow. <laughs> hey, this is Chicago. Wheelhead. <laughs> Sticky dicky. Big <laughs> bomb. White Kenneth. <laughs> and Stuart. <laughs> Hello. Help me. Bye. Bye.
I've had a lurid few days, honestly. 